Hello, my name is Michael Winkel and I'm a medical doctor and research director at Danish Pain Research Center at Aarhus University in Denmark. Today I'll be presenting a podcast on our recently published paper in Development Medicine and Child Neurology titled Classification of Pain in Children with Cerebral Palsy. The prevalence of pain in children with cerebral palsy varies from 27 to 77% and depends on age, sex, EMFCS level, type of cerebral palsy, and method of data collection. Early recognition of pain is important as pain has wide-ranging consequences and we know that pain significantly reduces the quality of life. Fortunately, recent years have seen an increased focus on pain with the International Association for the Study of Pain revising the definition of pain and a systematic clarification of chronic pain being included in the new ICD-11. ICD-11 defines chronic pain as pain that persists or recurs for more than three months. Chronic pain may be classified as either chronic primary pain or chronic secondary pain. In chronic primary pain, the pain cannot be explained by another underlying condition and may be considered a disease in itself. In chronic secondary pain, the pain is a symptom of another underlying condition. Apart from the new ICD-11 classification, pain can also be divided into three pain types according to the physiological terms nociceptive, neuropathic and nociplastic pain. The inclusion of pain in ICD-11 is an important step forward. It is designed to be applicable to all painful conditions, but this also makes it less specific for pain in cerebral palsy. Also, ICD-11 does not consistently differ between different mechanisms of pain. The purpose of our paper was to propose a cerebral palsy pain classification specific for painful conditions in patients with cerebral palsy and based on both the ICD-11 classification and the physiological terminology. In order to do this, it was essential to review the existing literature on pain in children with cerebral palsy. We identified 39 uh, studies specifically on acute pain where common causes were procedural pain during botulinum injections, acute post-surgical pain and pain during physiotherapy. We only found one study specifically examining chronic primary pain. It was a study on complex regional pain syndrome after surgery. Migraine and tension-type headaches are also chronic primary pain. We know that headaches are common in children with cerebral palsy with a reported prevalence of 34%. None of the studies we reviewed distinguished between secondary and primary headaches. Chronic secondary pain was reported in 81 of the reviewed studies. 75 studies were on musculoskeletal pain where common causes were joint misalignment and increased muscle tone. Other causes of musculoskeletal pain were scoliosis and bone pain from osteoporosis or pathological fractures. We only found three studies on visceral pain, all three being gastrointestinal pain. Even though studies suggest that the majority of children with cerebral palsy actually have significant gastrointestinal symptoms. As mentioned, headaches are common in children with cerebral palsy. 
secondary headache or orofacial pain may arise from bruxism. Peripheral neuropathic pain may arise after surgery or other injury to the peripheral somatosensory nervous system. We found two papers on peripheral neuropathic pain after surgery in children with cerebral palsy. Central neuropathic pain is pain caused by damage or injury to the central somatosensory nervous system. It is well described in adults after acquired brain injury, but not in children with cerebral palsy. Despite a injury of the central nervous system and sensory disturbances being reported as common, we found no studies on central neuropathic pain in children with cerebral palsy. Lastly, we found only one study on chronic post-surgical pain. The remaining 74 papers did not specify the type of pain or the cause of pain. These were primarily papers on pain prevalence and quality of life. Categorizing pain in children with cerebral palsy using ICD-11 enables us to identify commonly studied pain types. We also noticed that some pain types may fit into multiple categories. As an example, peripheral neuropathic pain after surgery may be classified as either neuropathic pain or post-surgical pain. In our paper, we propose a cerebral palsy pain classification that is aligned with both the physiological terminology and the ICD-11 classification, leaving out pain that is not directly associated with cerebral palsy. The first tier differentiates between primary and secondary pain from the ICD-11 classification, while the secondary tier differentiates between the physiological origin of pain. This mechanism is important both for the general understanding of pain and the treatment of pain. The third tier includes uh, different subtypes of pain and the fourth tier includes different sources of pain. Using an agreed upon classification in both clinical and research setting increases consistency and the ability to compare studies on pain. The cerebral palsy pain classification is a tool that may help those working with patients with cerebral palsy while still being translatable to the ICD-11 classification. From the pain researcher trying to assess pain from a physiological point of view to the neuropediatrician or physiotherapist trying to assess pain in a patient with cerebral palsy. The introduction of a classification system in the field of headache greatly facilitated research in that area. And we hope the same will apply to pain research in patients with cerebral palsy. In conclusion, musculoskeletal pain is widely studied in children with cerebral palsy, but there are only a few studies on visceral pain and headache, even though there is evidence to suggest that these pain types are also common. Furthermore, central neuropathic pain has not been studied in children with cerebral palsy, despite its presence in adults with acquired brain injury. The implementation of the ICD-11 classification of chronic pain will facilitate research by improving the assessment and the registration of pain. The cerebral palsy pain classification is meant as an additional tool specifically to identify and classify pain in patients with cerebral palsy. We hope that the cerebral palsy pain classification will be adopted as a useful tool both for the 
researcher trying to classify pain and a clinician trying to diagnose it. Thank you.